your Divas division. Look whose show you're on, sweetie. I did it, you bitch. I think every single Diva should be lining up and congratulating me and thanking for everything I've done for them. You're going to find out why I am the boss. Kamusta mga kontrabida? Welcome to Turning Heel with Troy Gonzalez. I'm your host, yours truly, and we're back with another episode of Who's That Girl? My interview series where I sit down and chat with women in wrestling from all around the world, both inside and outside of the ring. And today's guest is a Filipino-born and raised wrestler currently performing for the Joshi promotion, Ice Ribbon. And I've been very, very fortunate of witnessing her wrestling debut here in the Philippines back in April for FPW Astig, where she had one hell of a match with Nina. So, Contrabidas, handa na ba kayo? Who's that girl? It's Yappy! Hi, Yappy! How are you doing? Uh, I'm good. Just getting used to being back in Japan after, you know, a fun life in the Philippines for a month. <laughs> right, right. Well, I'm super excited to have you on the show. This is your first time on the Turning Heel podcast. So, welcome, welcome. Just in case you forgot, I am Troy Watashi Watoroi Des. Yoroshiko Onigaishimasu. I hope I said that right. <laughs> but, oh my gosh, we just, like, just a few minutes ago, we saw your triple threat match on MWF live streamed on Facebook. So, how was it like sort of seeing your stuff, like watching it back with you wrestling in the Philippines? How was that like? Well, yeah, because like, um, I mean, Ice Ribbon usually, uh, not, yeah, always records the matches. So actually, it's, it's you know, it's easy for us wrestlers to watch our matches back. But it's been a while since I've done that, you know, like it's been busy. <laughs> and also like, um, you know, I'm, I'm so used to a Japanese audience. I've only ever performed for a Japanese audience. And it was my first time performing for the Filipino audience and oh right. my god I don't know like <laughs> before I was like so nervous I was like oh my god oh my god and then the other rest was like but can you near boss eh? you're like you're you're so much more like um you know experienced than all of us here put together and I'm like I don't know this is like a new promotion for me and it's a new country <laughs> and they're like right this crowd man this crowd don't you do not worry about this crowd <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah, grabe. Like, you know, wala pa akong ginagawa. Like, nakatayo lang ako doon. They were already cheering so hard. Like, right. Parang ang galing-galing ko, ha. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was really an electric crowd. Like, best crowd I've ever worked. Right, right. And I really wish I could have gone to MWF Republica, but I know everyone in attendance and everyone watching the live stream enjoyed it, including myself. Grabe. Hard-hitting, si Ate Yapi. So, really, really excited to speak with you today. So, let's jump right into who is Yapi before wrestling. So, I know you've done, like, a lot of interviews as well as lots of recent interviews with Filipino content creators. And one thing I found out recently was that alumni ka pala ng UP Diliman, which is the college where I'm currently studying right now. And correct me if I'm wrong. But you have a degree in visual com from Diliman. Anong college to? Sa you? Fine arts. Fine arts. Yes. I see. I see. I intended okay. to be an artist. Like it was my dream to like come to Japan and be an artist. Oh, okay. <laughs> I see. I see. So tell me, because like, ang alam ko is with the culture of UP students, like the experience of being a UP student in college, it varies per department like iba-iba yung kwento ng mga tao based on what course they're taking and like what subjects they're taking so 
What are some of your fondest memories as a visual comm student at UP? Ah, well, um, when I actually, when in my time, because right now, ibang-iba na yung itsura ng UP Fine Arts since I've been there. In my time, it's like the walls were like free-for-all graffiti zones. And, Ooh. you know, when we're bored, we'll just draw on the walls, draw on the walls, draw on the walls. <laughs> Of course, like I think this is universe. This is a universal experience for a UP student, though. Like Lantern Parade, like right. Lantern Parade is always like the highlight of my year. You know, especially if you're a freshman, it's your first time now. Ooh, overnight to school, and then you know, the katabaw about me inum kadang, and it's like uh, and I'm yeah. like, you know, it is like we're drinking, drinking, drinking all through the night. Then before I know it. I wake up covered in newspapers and people were already going to school all around me. Fun! College day! Wow! <laughs> well, in my case, kasi I'm currently an engineering major, so sa Melchor Hall kami, which I'm not sure saan yung fine arts building because I don't think my arts classes pa ako. <laughs> um, it's, um, so, this is UP, let's say, and uh, okay. the, the ikot comes in from here, from, what's that? Starts with the letter P. What's that oh area? gosh, Lord. Basta, um, this uh, is. Uh, ito, ito yung UP, and then ito papasok, and then go. oblation is here, and then there's a road. When you see oblation, you turn here. Ah, yeah. Okay, wait. Cam, but like the camera, no. Ah, yeah. Oh, so you turn okay. here. Kame that road before that road to oblation. You may tusok. You may dalawang tusok na ganon. Ah, okay. Ah, okay, okay. I see, so, I see. Nasa kabilang dulo pala kayo. Na... Yeah, so sa tusok na yon, you turn, if you're going, if you're coming from, ano ba yun? Filcoa! Yeah, if you're coming from There we Filcoa, go. <laughs> you turn right. And yes, that is the first yes. college you encounter. Oh, okay. See, this is very embarrassing for me kasi... <laughs> Two years akong online <laughs> as a college student sa UP. So, this year pa lang ako nag-face-to-face. So, apologies really? everyone for... Yes, apologies everyone if hindi ko alam lang yung places. Melchor lang talaga alam ko <laughs> as an engineering student. Pero sa kabilang dulo pala siya. Yeah. Oval from where we are. Interesting. Interesting. So young. Ako naman yung panahon ko. You know, when, when I enrolled in UP, um, we ha- we to sign up for classes, we have to get these like parang cartolina slips and then we have to oh. fill it up like lima sila and we fill it up one yeah each oh and then we have to line up for like two hours to get our classes so <laughs> oh lord we well <laughs> I see ngayon kasi digitalized na so like we have this thing right. called CRS computerized registration system I was one oh, of the okay. first users of CRS nung ano oh, pa wow. siya and beta pa and yeah I'm old baby <laughs> I love that. So, yun nga, the experience of every UP student varies talaga. Iba-iba. It depends on like what college you attended, depends on what course you took. But yeah, super interesting lang when I found that the alumni ka pala ng UP. So yeah, fun fact, fun fact and trivia right there for Yapi. But as you said, you did have a, you do have a degree in visual comm. And I would say this degree launched your pre-wrestling career in becoming an art director. And one of your projects that you mentioned that you worked on featured Anne Curtis. Wow, taray, grabe. Anne Curtis. So, for all of those non-Filipino listeners, Anne Curtis is one of the top, like, leading female actresses here in the Philippines. So, fun fact right there, Ulet. But tell me, like, how 
the experiences as an art director like how much creative freedom do you have as a director in terms of you know having all of these projects what's the process like i mean um i did work for a pretty prominent um art uh, um advertising agency so it's like um you know I, i i had a lot of talents who were like big stars so i had ann curtis i had oh my god who's him mark uh mark i had a crush on him what's his name Mark Nelson. Oh my God! I, you probably you're, you're oh okay. Oh okay. Citizen <laughs> <laughs> know him, and you know Bitoy and like um mm. and Angel Oxin. So I had like you know I had like big name talents because it's 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 just part of being in an ad agency, and you know big brands. And so actually, it was um it's if you're gonna be working in advertising, pretty much your life is gonna be advertising, and you're not gonna meet you're not gonna have time to meet people outside of advertising <laughs> going to advertising marry other people in advertising because they're the only ones who okay. get it <laughs> I, i guess it's like medicine like if you're a doctor you also marry other doctors because you know your hours are crazy and anybody outside right. that industry will not understand so um i think like within my first week i was like i made a mistake <laughs> I <laughs> i know but you know it's like um of course my, my parents my parents love local tv so it's like they get so they get so you know excited like oh my god yappy that's your commercial that's your commercial and they'll ask <laughs> all these questions about it i'm like okay okay mom, love it yeah but like when you say like creative freedom oh hell no you know it's like make the logo bigger make the logo bigger uh mm. i think you're a little more controversial uh maybe we can change it to this it's like whatever your idea does whatever your initial storyboard was it's gonna be like 50 of it is gonna be changed by the mm. client with their tastes I see, so, i see yeah even then i was like getting burned out i was like telling my boss it's like you know i i i don't think i can stand i can last in this industry because it's like i don't get to do what i want to do like i want to be an artist and my creative director was like this is where you can be an artist like no 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 this is where i can be a machine so right yeah although i mean shooting is fun you know when you finally get through the pre-production you finally go into production then that's when life becomes fun because all i have to do is sit in front of is sit in a sofa in front of the monitors and then the production assistants will just keep bringing me snacks all day you know it's like wow. now their job <laughs> they're happy you know? <laughs> uh, miss yappy uh do you want some grapes it's like uh, miss right. <laughs> chips miss yappy it's lunchtime you know <laughs> so that you know and then, but you know during when you go into production you gain like five pounds so oh, going, <laughs> <laughs> i see that's the only time i see i see Um, and now let's talk more about your move to Japan. So you had this career in art directing. And as I mentioned earlier, I know you also worked as an art teacher in China for a few years. So I want to know, like, where did the idea of sort of transitioning careers from the art field to professional wrestling? Because opposite ends of the spectrum, right, in terms of career. So like, where did the idea of becoming a pro wrestler come from and why Japan? Well, actually, um, when I was in China, well, okay, I've 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 liked like female wrestling since I was a little kid, like you know, like nineteen eighty nine, nineteen eighty seven. Those years, my family was actually my family was a fan of Glow, 
like gorgeous ladies of oh, wrestling. Oh, okay. I forgot what lo- it was shown in the local channels, and we would all watch it together. So that was where my love for wrestling came. But then you know it came and went. I didn't really pursue it. And then when I was in China, um, one of my I went through a phase where I liked drawing girls fighting, just because you know the mm. anatomy was fun, the action was fun, and. At the time, I didn't really enjoy drawing men. I just wanted to draw girls. Draw, girls are so much more fun to draw. <laughs> and then I to research, you know, the anatomy, the positions. And I started, like, looking at female wrestling again. And then I started watching Joshi wrestling while I was in China. And so that was where, you know, my interest in Joshi wrestling started. And I would fantasize, you know, I would, like, design a wrestling costume for myself and i'd i'd watch wow. like and like mm, i you know i wonder if i can do that yeah, i can be a heel i can be heel but it was so <laughs> because, you know at that time like i didn't think it was like attainable like first of all number one i was all the way in china and number two it's like i'm a filipina and i didn't think you know there was any avenue for me to be a wrestler in japan at all and then my time in China ended. I stayed here for three years. And then this is actually a very embarrassing chapter of my life. I <laughs> and this is like this is such a Tumblr story. Um Ooh. so I was on Tumblr <laughs> and I actually started an online relationship with this <gasps> other internet artist. Okay. And she was on Tumblr. But she was living in another country and I was living in the Philippines. And we were like, how do we, you know, how do we get together? How we, how can we be together? And then I couldn't move to where she is. She couldn't move to where we were, to where I was. So we're like, what's her middle ground? Japan. Oh, okay. So we both decided that we would go to Japan. So I actually moved to Japan for love, which is really, really embarrassing <laughs> because a week after we started living together, we broke up. Oh. <laughs> no, but you know, the decision for us to move together in Japan happened a week, uh, happened a month into the relationship. So, you know, you know what they say about lesbians in U-Hauls? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what do lesbians bring a second date? A U-Haul. So that we, we kind of U-Hauled ourselves into that. But, but yeah, so it's like, you know, one month into the relationship, we decided to move to China to Japan together, six months in the making. Then finally, we moved to Japan. We break up a month later. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But, you know, I enjoy Japan anyway. So, you know, eventually she right. left. And I stayed. And um, you know how in Hollywood, if you want to make it in Hollywood, you go to Hollywood as a waitress. And you work right. as a waitress while you wait for your big break. Now, in Japan, the equivalent of waitressing in Hollywood in Japan is being an English teacher. So a lot of people Ooh. enter Japan as English teachers. And that's where, you know, they, they work until they find the job that they actually want to do. Of course, if you go there and you enjoy being an English teacher, there's no, you know, there's nothing wrong with that either. I don't want to say that, you know, English teachers are lesser. They are not. It's just that it's it's an easy way to get into Japan. But anyway, okay. so I was an English teacher for a few years. And it was like, you know, it's like, I mean, it's fun. Teaching English is fun, but it's not what I want to name as my career. Right. And um, and I was wondering, what should I do with my life? And should I be an artist? And I started actually taking steps 
to being an artist again. I started buying art materials, started making paintings. And then I met this guy who is a kind of a, for lack of a better word, he's a rock star. Okay. <laughs> he's a rock star and he's from Canada. And I was like, and he also started out as an English teacher. And he was like, he was really awesome. I was like, yeah, look at this guy. And, and you know, he was telling me his story and he really grinded. He really like put himself out there and, you know, he 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 got a band and he was it's a successful band and it's awesome band so I'm like you know i need to do something i need to do something with my life and so at least let's start with a hobby let's start with a cool hobby right. and okay. um around that same time my friend invited me to watch reina pro wrestling so reina pro wrestling is an old promotion that was actually like produced by tajiri which i just recently found out he told me he's like you don't know i can <laughs> Oh wow. <laughs> That's where I saw some former Ice Ribbon wrestlers and I also saw a Filipina wrestler by the name of Cheska who was wearing this Sarna-esque costume and I was like she's Filipino. And my friend <laughs> is like he's Japanese but you know he's really into Filipino culture. It's like she speaks Tagalog. After the show you oh. can go it's like oh my god she grew up in the philippines you know just like me and she's in japan now just like me and she's a freaking wrestler it's like that is right. so cool <laughs> and that was actually the first thing that like told me that this this is possible i can do this and then she did a moonsault i'm like no no i can't no no i can't do that nope my friend told me actually ice ribbon has these open lessons for beginners like you know, it can be just a hobby. Like, you don't even have to aim oh. to be a professional wrestler. You can just go in and, you know, train with them and, you know, just for fun. And so that's where I went okay. in. I thought, oh, I'm just going to do it as a hobby. Okay, this is fine. No pressure. Just play around. And I can tell people, yeah, you know, I, I, I like to train. I, I, I actually train with actual pro wrestlers. <laughs> yeah, that's all, that's all I wanted. That's really all I wanted. I just wanted to take the lessons and then go back to my life of, being an English teacher or being an artist. But then eventually right. the president of Ice Ribbon was like, you have potential. Do you want to debut? And it's like, what? Ooh. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> work hard. Like, we're going to allow you to join the professional training sessions. And if you work hard and if you get into shape, maybe we'll debut you. It's like, Okay, let's go. <laughs> Laban. <laughs> actually, like it actually took me a year and a half of training to be able to debut. Oh, okay. So it was a year and a half of me only getting one day off per two months. Oh wow! From like all training. Yeah, if I wasn't working at my day job, I was training. I was training and then I was learning how to, you know, be staff at their shows. So it was a year and a half okay. of that. But yeah, I'm really happy to see like, you know, because most promotion, Joshi promotions are exclusively sometimes jo Japanese talent only. But to see you over there um, as a Filipina sort of training in the Japanese wrestling style is really, really fun to see. And when the when the, when I discovered you, I was like, Hold on, she has a Filipino flag on her Twitter name, Twitter handle. I was like, so she deny, and she's wrestling in Japan. That is so cool. And so, yeah, th that was a really, really, really interesting discovery for me. And yeah, now here you are. You know, you're doing so much amazing things. You just debuted here in the Philippines. But let's sort of talk about Ice Ribbon 
the promotion where you trained and are currently working for. So, you know, I feel like recently, especially this year, so much international audiences have sort of diverted their attention as wrestling fans to Japan since there's so much wrestling going on in Japan as a country. You know, the wrestling scene over there is insane. And so what I want to ask you for people like me who are sort of just newer fans and viewers of Ice Ribbon, what would you say makes Ice Ribbon stand out as a promotion? Ice Ribbon's history, it goes in waves. Like, you know, it depends on the era. So this era of Ice Ribbon and this era of Ice Ribbon. So the current era of Ice Ribbon, um, it's uh, it, we're kind of like going through a rebuild right now because uh, we, we, like, uh, we have a huge chunk of the roster that's... Uh, starting out like um young career so in japan um you're you're considered a career uh you're considered a rookie until your third until you finish your third year of your career so that's rookie period uh, so a big chunk of our roster right now are rookies and like i said we're doing a rebuild we're rebuilding that we're rebuilding the top card we're um we're we're getting a lot of guests but then the core of ice ribbon always um What's always been consistent with Ice Ribbon is we have this motto and it's um, be happy with pro wrestling. And so it's right. like we like to keep it lighthearted. We like to keep it, you know, um, you know, there's some uh, every promotion will have its flavor. Some promotion is all about hardcore fighting, you know, hard hitting and some promotions. Right. Are like characters, you know, we're like cute girls who can sing and dance or. You know, or like this one, it's like we're all serious fighters. And Ice Ribbon is, the thing is like they want you to come into the show with a smile and we want you to leave with an even bigger smile. So it's right. very lighthearted, very, you know, um, very easy to digest. We we try to keep it kid-friendly. We, we do matinee shows and we're trying to like um, attract more children. So yeah, we actually have like a child on our roster. We have a 13-year-old in our roster. She debuted right. when she was 12. So, you know, it's like as much as possible. It's like it's it's just lighthearted and happy wrestling. And also we also try to keep, you know, the the roster as diverse as possible because um uh we have yeah, like we, what you mentioned before like, you know, some uh promotions will only take this or that type. Um a lot of promotions will not take anybody over 25 as a trainee and i started training when i was 38 so 38 by by 38 a lot of wrestlers have already retired so i actually right. started training past retirement age and most promotions would not accept me as i am and also they don't care what your um nationality is and you know you can be as young or as old well okay not as young you have to be at least junior high school. <laughs> You All can't right, be there fine. you go. <laughs> yeah, so it's like they're the most accepting. So so it's like, um, so you see a lot of like um people in our roster. Like, I guess um a lot of people would have this image. A wrestler is looks very glamorous, you know, looks very, you know, it's like, oh, they look like a wrestler. And then sometimes you have people in our roster who well, who looks like a regular person, but then she wrestles, you know. So our right. <laughs> Our current champion right now is actually a real estate agent. Right. So, yeah, that's her day job. <laughs> she still keeps her day job. <laughs> in the daytime, she's selling apartments. And when she comes to Ice Ribbon, she's the champion. And she's, you know, sentoning everybody off the top rope. So. Wow. <laughs> Way to attract clients <laughs> with your finishing move. <laughs> 
So, you know, more diverse backgrounds, more diverse, um, you know, diverse characters, diverse body types. Hmm. Right, right. Really interesting. So, yeah, that is something that I really noticed about Ice Ribbon was that there's just so much different characters, so much, you know, it varies from wrestler to wrestler, like experience levels, um, age, you know, with all of these differences aside, like all of them come together to sort of make up what Ice Ribbon is. And I feel like that's what makes it such a fun promotion to get into. And I'm super, super excited to sort of like get even more into Ice Ribbon as a promotion. But as I said, I am an international audience part of that international audience and as i mentioned earlier there's so much more newer international fans who are diverting their attention to japanese wrestling specifically joshi wrestling you know women's japanese wrestling and for ice ribbon you are playing a very integral job in sort of helping bring in those viewers since you are one of their roster members who do speak fluent english so i wanted to ask like what are your thoughts on this responsibility of yours, you know, like sort of being this internal ambassador per se, if you would call it that, to bring in international was, viewers to Ice Ribbon? That was my uh, target from the start because when I came to Ice Ribbon, you know, nobody spoke English. There were some who knew, you know, who can do light conversation, but like there was really no attention to fans outside Japan. There, there were like, there have always been like, you know, hardcore ice ribbon fans have been there from the beginning and they would like go through hoops and hoops and hoops and hoops just to get merc you know they'd fly to japan just to be able to watch a show and you know all all this stuff and then when i got there you know i started my twitter account my i i mean, well, I mean they found my twitter account and i was talking to and i was engaging with fans as much as possible and i was trying to explain you know what was happening in ice ribbon and then people were like, you know, we really wish we could get Ice Ribbon merchandise. And it's like, I got you. And, and, and in the <laughs> beginning, management didn't really think that there was a viable market outside Japan. You know, they thought that, you know, we'll get like one or two foreigners and, you know, we can't really dedicate resources to them. And I was like, let me show you. And so I went <laughs> on Twitter and I said, who wants Ice Ribbon merch? I'm going to hook you up. And so people would like, you know, email me their orders. They would PayPal me the payment and I would go to the stock room. And I was like, okay, so they ordered this. And then I would go to the management. Here's some money because somebody bought Merck. And now we're going to send this Merck to the U.S. You know, and I just right. started. And then uh, I did it so much that eventually um, in 2020, actually at the beginning of COVID and, you know, shows were being shut down. And so we needed to find different revenue streams. That's when the president came to me and he said, let's start an international store, an official one. I was like, hey, my days of selling from my trench coat are <laughs> over. No more, <laughs> no more black market ice ribbon work for <laughs> Love it. We love and official also when, stores. Also when I quit my day job and became a full-time wrestler because of that oh okay so you know i would say i am the international division of ice ribbon <laughs> there you go we love it representing ice ribbon internationally is yappy super like i can't imagine like, how much of a responsibility is it for you know as one of the only few people who speak english in ice ribbon to sort of you know in case there are some foreigners who do come over for shows and need some help with translating or like knowing where to go i can't help but imagine they're like Where's Yappy? Someone, someone call Yappy. Does that happen a lot? Yeah, that actually happened in MWF too. 
You know, it's like Ooh. they were trying to tell Tajiri something, and Tajiri's like, call uh. Yaki. <laughs> you know, <laughs> after the MWF show, there was a press conference, and it's like when they had the question for Tajiri, the mic would go to me, and it's like, oh, okay, I guess I'm translating this <laughs> one. So, Tajiri, she's on this. You know, this is, I, I just automatically become the translator wherever I go in Japan. So even when I'm guest wrestling in another promotion and they happen to have a foreigner there, it's like, yes, we don't need to use hand gestures. Yappy! <laughs> <laughs> I love that. But yeah, it really is such a big responsibility. And you're doing so much help for Ice Ribbon by doing so. And you're representing the company well, especially when you came here in the Philippines. You are doing amazing. Um, but now, I want to I bring up a specific moment, um, sort of non-wrestling related, when it comes to Ice Ribbon. Because you mentioned this story in a recent interview of a Christmas party in Ice Ribbon where you, had, you were able to meet one of, I would say, the most iconic, wrestlers not not just male or female iconic wrestlers of this entire world and entire industry miss manami toyota which i believe she is also somehow very involved in ice ribbon i believe she's called like your supervisor of ice ribbon am i correct for a while like right now you know alam like you know life happens and people like you know like the course of people's life changes so she's no longer at our supervisor but she was our supervisor for a while when i started so I got to oh, meet her then. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I guess the story goes, it's like, you know, like back in China, I was watching her matches and I was like, you know, like all I want to be is like, I just want to watch like a Manami Toyota match live because I just want to be in the same building as her and maybe right. buy a portrait <laughs> and get her, get her autograph and shake her hand. You know, if I could just look at her in person and shake her hand, I would be happy. And then years later, enter Eicherbud, and then I, I mean, you know, as a rookie, as a rookie, you have to introduce yourself to the senpais. You know, if a senpai right. has to ask who you are, you fucked up. So Ooh. you have to go to <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like you see a senpai and you know that they don't know you. You have to go up to them and introduce yourself. And so okay. I introduced myself to her. It's like, hi, I'm a, you know, but of course, you know, the Japanese way. It's like, I know, I I love you so much, but I'm not gonna show it, but I'm showing it, right? Oh my god, I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> She's actually very sweet. And yeah, so it comes like the Christmas party. And she happened to sit next to me and, you know, she wow. put on a song and she gave me the other mic. Like, yeah, let's sing together. I'm like, am I sharing a mic with Manami Toyota? Oh I'm singing God. a song with Manami Toyota. <laughs> All I wanted was her signature. All I wanted was to shake her hand. Oh, my God. And now you have a duet with her. Was this like karaoke? Or you got to sing karaoke with Manami Toyota. Oh my god! (laughs) It's like at that time when she met me. When she met me, I was still a, I was still a, you know, baby face. I had the cute bob or whatever, right? And then a year late, a year passed, and I shaved the half of my head, and I changed my gear. I had a more heelish gear, and she looked at me. She's like, "Yapi Chan, did you become a heel?" I'm like. <laughs> he did this. Hi, he did this. Oh my gosh, she's she sounds so sweet. She sounds she really does sound so sweet in real life. But she will. Ooh, if you've seen her matches, 
and obviously you. everyone has seen her man she will kill you <laughs> what a career she's had but yeah is she sort of like still involved with ice ribbon even like from afar like does she go to shows from time to time well i mean sometimes yeah sometimes she show up and just well she's like you know personal friends with tsukasa fujimoto which is her ace yeah well tsukasa hiatus right now but she's like ice ribbon's ace and she is um like she was one of the witnesses to her wedding so you know that's how close the relationship is and banami toyota she has you know the um japanese ocean suplex hold which is her special finisher and there are only two people in the world who are authorized by her to use that move so the first one is aiserban's tsukasa fujimoto and the second one is zero one's ikuto hidaka those are the only two people Ooh. in the world that she has allowed to use that move. So I think it's a usual thing in 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 Japan where you have a special move, um, and you're gonna retire. You you will give that move to uh, a, a a kohai. So yeah, so two people inherited that move. I see, I see. Really interesting and really, really happy to hear about these stories about Manami, even like post-retirement. Of course, she retired. I forgot when she retired, but like one of the 2010s, um, I believe. 2017. 2017, there we go. So yeah, what a career she's she's had. And I hope she's doing well for herself right now. And I'm really happy to, to hear like how she's still somehow involved with wrestling, even just as a casual fan or who knows. If any chance that she can get where people can give her recognition, I hope she knows that everyone all over the world, especially like even in the Western side of the world, like in America, people always call back to that Manami Ajakong or Manami Akira Hokuto matches that she's had in the past. Oh, the standard, (laughs) the GOAT, absolutely. So yeah, I hope she, I'm pretty sure she knows that already, but I hope she knows that even more. Uh, but yeah, let's sort of move the conversation over to your wrestling here in the Philippines. So quite recently, you had your Philippine wrestling debut, your first match outside of Japan as well, where you got to debut in FPW. I think I was there. I was there, you guys. I was in the audience. Yapi faced Nina, and it was a hell of a match. These Filipinos were, hmm, they were <laughs> fighting the hell out of each, each other, and I was cheering in the background. So I wanted to ask you, like, what did it feel like, you know, performing in the Philippines for the first time? Like, how did the culture vary from, you know, wrestling in Japan and here in the Philippines? Especially what I'm most curious about is, like, the audience dynamics. So, what was the experience like? Like, the Filipino audience is is electric, you know? Like, like they would, like, come up with these chants. like, did somebody plan this chant? It's like, and my friend <laughs> off the fly someone just yells something and somebody like follows along you know it's like right it's like, you know and it's like all i sometimes i feel like all i had to do was stand there and they would cheer you know it's 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 like like yeah like i i was saying to you earlier um you know i was feeling super nervous like i was backstage in fpw and i was pacing around like going okay 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 and then like um, who was that? was it robin yeah robin was like why the hell are you nervous? <laughs> of all people in this waiting room, why are you nervous? You're the one with like 255 batches under your belt. And I'm like, I'm always right. nervous. I'm always nervous. And it's like, this is a new promotion. You know, this is the first time I'm working here. The first time I'm working in this country. I don't know this audience. I am freaking nervous. And they're like, right. calm down. Like, this is going to be the 
easiest audience you've ever worked in your life. Like they are easy. They will pop. I promise you they will pop. I was like, really? Really? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and I went out there, it's like they did. It's like, whoa, and you know, just like got okay. Oh my god, I'm good. I'm good. Haven't done anything yet, and I'm good. It made right, me feel right. like I'm such a good wrestler. <laughs> well, well, first of all, you are. And like the moment you came out, I was in the audience. I was screaming my lungs out. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you know, I mean, Japanese, like Japanese audience in general are, you know, are more reserved than that. You know, it's like if I'm going to be about to do a move, the, the audience in the Philippines is like, going, whoa, whoa. Right. <laughs> In Japan, you know, I do a big move, bagang, and they go, oh. <laughs> That's pretty much the well, audience reaction you get in Japan. Right, right. I mean, what's it going to get? Whoa, whoa. But, you know, no chanting, no long drawl, you know, like there's just something, you know, but it, there is something about the Filipino audience that is just, I guess it's really, you know, our culture, we're just loud bastards, you know, as a whole. We our really are. <laughs> So, you know, it, it it also translates in the audience, you know, loud culture, loud audience. True, true. And yeah, well, what a debut. It was one of my favorite matches on the card. You guys went at it and you guys went right before the main event, I believe. So, you know, that people were waiting to see you guys tear it up. So honored to have seen both of you girls perform. I was obsessed i was screaming my ass off <laughs> for every single move whether it be a clothesline or your para sa impierno drop Ooh, i was so so high but yeah super super happy to have been in the audience for that and now let me sort of wrap things up with a pretty important question you know over in the states we are celebrating um asian american and pacific islander month so we're celebrating you know asian representation and promoting its importance everywhere so i wanted to ask you you know you debuting in the philippines and you representing the filipino presence in ice ribbon as one of their foreign talents um how important is it for you to represent like that filipino culture and that filipino identity in a foreign country like you do right now yeah well especially you know in japan um i think like depending on what country you're in filipinos have a different stereotype right and unfortunately sad to say the stereotype of filipinos in japan is not the best you know we don't have the best image and so me being there it's like you know giving them like you know like what your you know um perception is of what filipinos are it's like, you know, I'm I'm trying to like, you know, let them like know, like, you know, we're a different culture than you. Like maybe, maybe have these perceptions of how we are. Maybe we're too loud for you people. But then, you know, right. it's like, you know, we're we're a different culture, but then we're educated and we're, you know, we're 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 here and we live in your country. <laughs> and um we we're existing along you know, with everyone. And so it's just, you know, just it's just like trying to like break that stereotype of what they think a Filipino right. is, what a Filipina is, you know, like um, even me, like I experienced some discrimination here and there in the Philippines, uh, in, in Japan. And so just, you know, to put myself in an industry where there are no Filipinos and just so, you know, just to show them that, you know, this is, 
this is what Filipinos can offer. You know, this is what Filipinos can offer to your country and to your life. <laughs> and then right, actually, it's right. too because eventually I got some, you know, from some people, some wrestling fans and actually even some wrestlers. They were like, oh, you know what? Like my best friend in high school is half Filipino. And <laughs> yeah, I just like there's there's so many Filipinos in Japan that, you know, are, you know, it's like it's it, they're not the stereotype. So it's, you know. Being Filipino, there are, of course, preconceived notions of what we are as a culture or as an ethnicity. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's our job to represent our culture in the best way that we can. So I'm really happy that there are people like you who are doing, you know, representing the Filipino culture and heritage well and as good as possible over there in Japan. And, and even yeah, when super... I came to the Philippines, I was trying to take all these videos. <laughs> Look at life in the Philippines. Look how fun it is in the Ooh. Philippines. Look at the <laughs> audience. Look how look how right. fun the audience is. And look at you know all these fun places you can go and delicious food you can eat. It's just yeah. We want more. You know, we always mm-hmm. want more. We want more representation, not just in Joshi wrestling, but wrestling in like all over the world, especially you know in the states, you know, big big platforms for showcase. Homegrown. I mean, of course, you know, we we there are a lot of like you know Filipino wrestlers all over the world. There are a lot of like you know wrestlers right, from Filipino right. heritage, but also you know we I also like more homegrown Filipinos. Right. You know, you grew you who were born and raised in Manila, who speak Tagalog, who you know who grew up in the culture because of course like i'm not saying that they're any less filipino because you know they they grew up with a filipino parent and they feel that they are filipino yes of course they are filipino but then they they still don't have that immersion into the culture into the country like we did we Correct. you know like we grew up in it we know the the filipino experience of growing up in our own country and then going into another country and so it's uh it's a different breed of filipinos right. and i don't think we have much of that representation in international wrestling yet so that's what i like more of (laughs) yeah i'm right there with you for that agenda and advocacy but yeah we are always wanting more and Mm -hmm. you know hopefully we will get there one day we just have to keep pushing forward but yappy thank you so much for your time over here on the turning hill podcast it means so much for me for you for you to come over here and share all of your experiences thank you thank you so much but before i do let you off would you like to plug in your socials where can we follow you and do you have anything you'd like anything else you'd like to promote like ice ribbon feel free to do sure so. let's see so my twitter account so um, actually, in Japan, Twitter is the main, you know, it's the main gateway where wrestlers connect with fans. So my Twitter account is Yappy, Y-A-P-I. And there's the Ice Ribbon English account, which is Ice Ribbon underscore E-N-G, which I run. And right. um, I I actually, I, I had a wrestler Facebook page, but I abandoned it because uh, Facebook is not widely used in the in Japan. But then recently, because I appeared in the Philippines, it's being tagged and followed uh, by right. new people. So I started that up again. So <laughs> I am on Facebook. What was my Facebook account? Was it? Hold on, let me see. Oh, okay, so it's Facebook.com username Yappy Party. Oh, there we go. We love a Yappy who loves to party. <laughs> I am on Instagram, Yappy Tori, and I'm also on TikTok, but it's also barely. I'm too old for TikTok, so I don't do the TikTok <laughs> dances. 
and TikTok challenges. It's like right. I use TikTok like an old person. So <laughs> pretty much totally. like Instagram. <laughs> and um, if you're interested in watching Ice Ribbon, a nice gateway to Ice Ribbon is our YouTube channel. So on our YouTube channel, there is a uh, membership option called Club Ice Ribbon. It's 1,190 yen a month. So about, let's say, $10 or 500 pesos. Mm, okay. And that membership gives you access to our dojo shows. Or those are house shows. We run them every Saturday. So you can watch them live. And you can also watch the archives. And then... If um, that's enough to get you more invested, our big shows are usually on pay-per-view. And we usually announce um, the pay-per-view shows on our Twitter. So, Ooh, There you go. Be sure to follow Yappy and be sure to follow Ice Ribbon on all social medias you can find them on. And yeah, super thank you so much, Yappy, for coming on the show. I hope you enjoyed your time here. Very much. Thank you. It was just, I, I told you to shut me up when I talk too long, but you didn't. <laughs> I didn't. I'm, listen, I you did. take you all the time job. you need. You had one job <laughs> to reel me in. <laughs> listen, my job is to get my guests talking. So thank you so much. You were the perfect guest for the show. Yeah, and it really means a lot to me that you you took some time out of your day. <laughs> um, I yeah. the show after the show. <laughs> and gave, oh, you gave me a hug. I remember that. <laughs> Yes, yes. Super, super honored to have met you. Um, but in my case, for the latest news on Turning Heel with Troy Gonzalez, be sure to follow the show on all platforms where you can listen to your favorite podcasts on by checking out my link tree. That's linktr.ee slash turningheelpodcast. So thank you for all your support, Contrabidas. Once again, thank you, Yappy, for coming on the show and gracing us with your wonderful presence. And I'll see you guys on the next episode. Bye! Bye.